Hi everyone, welcome to English STEM Talks number two. I'm Danny Lee, the Irvine Tustin chapter president. Hello, I'm Priyanka Kalabindi, the Irvine Tustin vice president. Uh, my name is Andre Lombardi and I'm the Irvine Tustin financial officer. Hi, my name is Vivian Genuine and I am the Irvine Tustin development officer. Okay, let's get right into it. In our first topic, we'll be discussing how to get an internship. Uh, well, for me, I've realized that, um, I mean, uh, at least from our group, um, a lot of us are in such a privileged education. Um, and I tend to learn about internships from word of mouth. And I, I think that that, especially from professors, is a really solid way to gain different opportunities. But not everyone goes to like the same school. Not every community is exactly the same. And because of that, I would definitely agree that emails um, are like one of the best options to reach out uh, for research or internship opportunities and calling is also a viable option I would say but I've never done it so um, I can't imagine it would hurt though. Uh, another great way to get internships in my opinion is um, simply by looking out at certain online platforms um, for example Chai Internships is a great website that you can visit and you just start simply search up the field you're interested in and you can find hundreds and hundreds of internships in that field. Um, and they give you great opportunities to make connections as well. I agree yeah. with that. I agree too. And um, sometimes if you're interested in a particular company, you can go on their website and usually they'll have internship opportunities there too. For example, I know NASA has some for high school and college students, also SpaceX, and that's if you're interested in aerospace engineering, but also other companies for um, other topics and um, other fields that you may be interested in. You just gotta make sure that you're eligible for it. Then you should start preparing for, for example, your resume or your couple other stuff like that. Going back to emails and calls, I think calls are definitely better than email because it gives you that personal connection to them. But uh, for emails, you have to definitely like craft it to fit their interests because every professor is different and they might like just like send away your email and just not look at it. So you have to catch their attention. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that like in order to get an internship, whether it be a call or an email, you'd have to have that uniqueness factor. So I would agree with you. But like going back to um, like how Vivian mentioned uh, SpaceX and NASA, another thing that sort of came into mind to me was just being involved just like different extracurriculars or whether it be different programs that you were involved in over the summer, whatever it might be, just having that involvement can sometimes give you these opportunities. I wouldn't say it's as common, but it's definitely a like if you if you happen to find out through, let's say, a summer program that you participated in, that they have some internship and they're like a university that's conducting research. That's a really good way um, to even like potentially gain recommendation letters, just everything for the future. Um, it definitely benefits you. And, and if you're thinking about your application, they'll see that you're 
very interested in a specific university and let's say that that's like the college that you really want to go to then that's definitely a plus factor for you i would say i agree with andre that um having experience in a field that you want to intern for is really important especially considering that the applications always ask you for your prior experience also the point where colleges can take interest in you and you can uh, get internship opportunities from other opportunities i think those are definitely like top tier in, te in terms of like easiness but for those people that may be not located near like a great opportunity for college or um you know just not involved yet i feel like you still have to get yourself out there with something like an email article. Yeah, um, wait, really, really quickly also on that, I would say that uh, normally uh, a big thing about internships is like age requirement, location of the places, especially if it's physical, which most of the time, especially if it's in STEM or a related field to that, then it will be physical in person. But with COVID, clearly we can't really have that, which is a downside. But technically, um, if you're looking for different internship opportunities, it can also be a huge benefit for you because a lot of uh, virtual internships are, are taking form. And there's just a lot of different opportunities that like, let's say are back east, uh, international, but you can still get them from your home no matter where you are. Uh, so I think that's a good thing and a bad thing. I just wanted to add that on. For me, definitely work ethic is a lot harder virtually. But I think that ease of being able to find one, like, around the world is definitely one that I would take. Also, some companies, including Google, are looking for underrepresented populations. So if you're a part of that group, I think that would be a big bonus as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing that I think would be good to talk about is like, what do we need to get an internship? Like, not just how to get an internship with emails, but what are some of the the aspects uh, that someone should put together when they're preparing to, let's say, interview? Okay, so before the interview, before everything, there's usually the application, the email, or the call. So for all of those, you should research what company or the person you're talking to is doing and what they've done. So for example, if this professor has done DNA splicing, then I would mention, oh, in this research paper um, on this topic, why did you choose to do this? Or, you know, I think this topic would be better done this way. That's an example of, you know, making a personal connection from their work. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's always a good idea to mention their work because it shows that you're interested in what they're doing. And that will actually um, make, it, make it more likely for you to receive an offer from them or for them to, you know, if you have other connections because they'll see that you are, you have that interest and that you've done your research and you're ready to, you know, take initiative. Yeah, I think that applies to a lot of things, especially applications. I don't know exactly what it's called, but I guess I'll just uh, define it as like name dropping. 
I think whenever you're applying for anything, you should thoroughly go through their website or just learn a ton about them online or from others. And you want to incorporate the things that you find online into your application, sort of like uh, Danny and Priyanka just mentioned, but like name specific things. Also, don't try to force it though, because I think they could see right through that no matter what the application is. So that's, yeah, that's a solid piece of advice from Danny and Priyanka. For the companies, would we be looking at like their mission statement? Or just what they do in general. Oh yeah, definitely. I think I think everything. The mission statement. One of the first things you should look at, um, and sort of tie that in with your application. Maybe um, have that as a theme, but but still try to connect with what their mission is. Otherwise, they're trying to figure out what who their best fit is for them, and you're trying to figure out are they a good fit for you. And I think that's something a lot about applications like we're trying to apply for something but sometimes we don't always know if it's the thing that we really want to be doing so i would say that looking up what they do the mission statement is also a good opportunity to find out who they are if you haven't already done so yeah i agree and in general i think you should just look at every aspect both like uh, answering any question like both the mission statement and everything about the company because like like I said, like I mentioned before, you just want to be like informed. And I'm assuming that for most people, right? Like we don't really have the, um, especially as high school students, we don't have the, um, um, we don't have the chance or the choice to be able to choose, you know, because typically internships are, um, you know, most people want to give internships to undergrad students. And we, as high school students, that gives us, rather than having the choice, we have to just apply to as many as possible and hope that a couple will get back to us, which is unfortunately the case most of the time. And so it's better to just be really informed about every single um, place you're applying to and uh, making sure that you include that information in your application or interview. Would you guys say that applying to internships that you don't really want to do and then toughing it out until the end is a good idea? No, I don't think it's a good idea because um, well, I'm assuming that you know, you, if, you're, if you're wanting to do an internship, you're wanting to do it in a specific field or a specific area that interests you. And so if you're gonna apply for something else, like personally for me, I really like biology and any healthcare sciences. I, do, I don't really, I'm not really into engineering. So I wouldn't apply for an engineering internship and just tough it out for the sake of saying I had the internship. Because ultimately it is important that you are taking something away from the internship that you're learning something from it and that you enjoy your time doing it. Otherwise, it, it will have been a waste of time for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, don't do an internship if it's going to be a waste of time because this is high school years. You've probably heard it from a lot of people. And like I'm a high schooler myself, so I'll probably have a lot to learn. But it's like four years that will probably go really quickly. I haven't gone through it, so I can't I can't fully say anything about the high school experience. I'm only a sophomore. but I would definitely uh, say that don't do anything that's not worth the while. Uh, relating to our first episode, there's a lot of people that are still like exploring their passions and stuff. And I was definitely one of those people when I applied to like a research program this summer. I thought I was interested in like psychology and neuroscience, but turns out that's not the case. So 
I mean, it was a summer program, so it was only like eight weeks. At least I didn't have to, you know, go to the company and be like, yo, I want to quit, you know, stuff like that. It was definitely worthwhile that I knew that I didn't want to go into STEM in general. So I feel like that was a good experience for me. Yeah, I feel that if you're not exactly sure what you want to do yet, internships and programs are a great way to maybe figure out what your passion is. But if you want to do, I feel that you should only focus on those things. So like we said earlier, you're not like um, wasting your time or doing an internship just for the sake of doing an internship. Yeah, I mean, okay, so now internships are always like norm normally they're application based and then you'll have some kind of interview. But for research, I, I'm, I believe that normally like you should be making a resume and then sending it to whatever professors you know of or maybe like just recommendations of different research organizations. So, you know, even though you might just be uh, a sophomore, a junior, and, and not a, not a, um, a senior in, in high school, you should always be developing some kind of resume. I, I mean, it may seem like a lot of uh, extra work at first because you're always updating the resume with different programs or Sometimes you'll be like, oh, I don't have enough stuff on the resume yet. But then at the same time, you're only in sophomore, junior. But I think it's really worth it for these kind of internships rather than having to like the, the week or two before the, um, the time you want to send the resume to the professor, you don't really have a resume. So for research opportunities, I mean, I don't know if you guys wanted to talk about it, but making a resume I think is like probably one of the most important things I would maybe argue. Yeah and the way I see it is that in general keeping a resume is a really good idea because you know as you go through your high school years you're, you're just doing more and more or at least in most cases you know you're going to be doing more activities and extracurriculars and you know, you're going to forget about these things if you're not writing them down somewhere and if you're, you're going to be writing them down somewhere you might as well just take that opportunity to create a resume that you can keep like Andre said you know, you can continually update, um, you know, on a periodic basis. And um, it's a good idea to just have those things because also, like Andre said, most, um, I believe most internships do require you to send some, some form of a resume or some form of, you know, things you've done in the past that might help you for that internship. And so having a baseline resume that you can alter based on where you're applying to or what you're applying for is always a good idea. Uh, I think definitely like creating a LinkedIn is also pretty good except you might want to create that after you create your resume because you want to put everything out that's like great on your resume on your LinkedIn. Um, going back to the resume, I think that you should have like data or at least numerical values of what you've done. For example, if you say you've raised $1,500 for this program, then I think that definitely looks better than I raised money for this program, right? Yeah, and in resumes, you, you, you never want to be too specific, but numerical values are probably the biggest exception, at least I think, because, I mean, naturally humans are just drawn, if, especially if it's a big number, um, that will definitely be impressive in that sense. But for LinkedIn's, uh, 
yeah, they're basically a copy of, of your resume. So if people want to look you up online and just find more about you, they can refer to that like as a second source. And then of course, if you have connections on LinkedIn, they can see those different things. So I would also agree with Danny that, that the resume is a, a big portion of it and LinkedIn is probably uh, equally important because they go hand in hand. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, I, I do agree. I just wanted to mention that, you know, since we are high school students, um, I do think that for a high school student, generally LinkedIn is more business oriented as in for like real world, you know, adults who are already working. I'm not saying that high school students can't use it. You should definitely create one if you're interested in making connections, but it just might be a little harder to actually market yourself because if you look at the bottom portion of a LinkedIn page, um, you know, people will include like their education, uh, educational background, as well as achievements made. And it's a little bit hard as high schoolers for us to include, um, you know, significant things in there since we obviously haven't even graduated high school yet. Um, so I would say that just, you know, um, don't like, don't like expect that LinkedIn is like a be all cure all kind of thing because it, it may be a little hard for you to just make a lot of connections off just off of LinkedIn. So you should definitely keep keep your options open and look into other um, networking pages or networking opportunities as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious for the rest of you, how do you guys prepare for an interview, I guess? I mean, for me, I've only gone through like a small handful of interviews um, and normally for me, for some reason, the application always seems easier. Maybe that's just because um, like, I guess I'm more of a natural writer than somewhat of a speaker. So if I'm able to have a lot of time to put my words together on paper, it's it's better for me. I think that's more of a personal preference, but how do you guys prepare for an interview? Because that's the other major portion of getting into these opportunities. Yeah, personally, I um, like kind of like we were talking about a while ago, I, the first thing I do is I make sure that, you know, based on whoever's interviewing me or whatever organization is interviewing me, I make sure that I know everything about that organization that I can, um, you know, get access to. And then I also make sure that in general, you know, I'm being interviewed about something specific, most likely, you know, like a specific opportunity. So I make sure that I know um, there are certain general questions that interviewers will always ask you. And so it's always good to kind of have some answers prepared beforehand for those. And, you know, some examples of those questions are, you know, why do you think you're qualified for this position or why do you think you're better than the other candidates for this position? It's a very common question. Um, another another one would be like, you know, describe yourself or give some good qualities about yourself. Um, I've also heard some really weird interview questions as well, but what I would say is generally just try to prepare yourself for these common questions. You know, you can even search them up in like common interview questions. You'll find tons of videos and um, websites that are very informational, so yeah. Yeah, I've I would agree with that. Try to try to come up with as many like common questions, but but also I think that every interview, at least for me, has its fair share of kind of interesting, spontaneous questions. Uh, what I mean by that is like a few of mine have like asked, "What's your favorite ice cream?" or just very conversational questions. And sometimes when you've been thinking about all these academic questions, why are you qualified? Why specifically this specific organization, et cetera? 
um, I think it, like we, we hear that question and we're thinking like, oh, what what are they trying to get from us? Are they trying to get our thought process? For me, I just think they're really trying to get your personality. I think if you say vanilla ice cream, it's a it's a it's a bit of a head turner and maybe disappointing. But if you explain it really passionately and just and you're just entertaining to listen to and and they enjoy what you've said and think it would be a good contribution elsewhere. I think that those type of questions, maybe it's not as much preparation, but it's more like thinking on the spot. So, um, yeah, those I mean, are it's definitely okay to pause during one of your answers. You don't have to be like answering right away because nobody really does that. Just make sure you look confident, make sure your posture is right. And give off the tone where you're friendly and like easy to work with, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, definitely do not like don't never answer questions like the moment they ask. Yeah, sorry for not clarifying that. I would totally agree. Um, every applicant, when they hear the question, they'll think about it for at least a few seconds. Uh, don't worry about like stuttering at the beginning. I would say try to limit like the stuttering once you get into your response. But I guess they also want to kind of see your thought process. So if you guide them in, in the way that your mind is going, um, it's an aspect that they can't see through the application because again, you have a lot of time to craft these responses in an application, whereas an interview, you're given a prompt and they just want to see how you answer it and what you devise as you go, I guess. Yeah, going on that point where you said the resume was harder, not the resume, the application, um, Definitely, yeah, you're given a lot less time here in an interview, but you're also just put on the spot, you know, like there's like some kind of an innate fear uh, in your position when you're interviewing. So I think that's another contributing factor as well. I mean, I'm curious for the rest of you guys, which one do you think is easier, application or interview? Just kind of like a poll, I guess. Well, usually the application is far easier because you have time to like place your words and say exact say everything exactly how you want to say. Mm -hmm. But recently, I've had an interview for a research program, and for the interview, it actually went by like better than the application itself because um, I think it's because I also made a personal connection with the interviewer. But um, it really just depends. It's like, I feel like the more you know about what you're applying to, the better the interview goes. Because I've applied to stuff I didn't have much experience in, and it was much more difficult for me because I feel like the questions they asked, I had to like really think about my answer. But for the, I have a lot of research experience. So when I applied for a research program, it was much easier because I already had experience in that field, and it was just there's more to talk about. Yeah, definitely about um, making that connection with what you're applying to. Because a lot of obviously questions would be like, why us? You know, why apply to our organization and stuff? And if you have those points down, then I think there should be no problem. And if you have like, if you can establish a connection with your interviewer too, and you can like laugh at stuff together, then I think that's 
a standout point between you and the other like applicants? Yeah, for sure. And there's another common question that they usually ask. I think Priyanka already covered it. It's um, it's usually like, oh, um, why do you want to be a part of this program and stuff like that? Oftentimes, um, the best way to answer questions like that is to kind of hint at them why you'd be a good fit. So like, rather than just being like, saying that um, this opportunity is really good because of certain things, you need to try to convince them that you're kind of essential to the program or internship to make it successful because that's a really good way to kind of convince them that you'd be a really good fit. Yeah, all of these um, you can search up online. Like, there's a lot of questions and stuff, and you can formulate your responses. It's not like you have to do it during the interview. All right. So once we get our internship and research position, how do we make the most of that experience? Well, oftentimes, like you get um, you you get accepted a few months or a few weeks beforehand. And I found that especially if it's a research internship or program, it's really important to do as much research on your own beforehand as possible if your topic is given. So that starts, you already know exactly what's going on and you don't really struggle because you already have so much back. Yeah, and in the first few weeks of the research program, you're definitely like probably looking at what topic you're doing and what background uh, research has been done in that field and establishing your problem or the solution you're trying to set, right? Definitely having that preparedness going into the program will help you a lot. Yeah, I think it's a lot about uh, managing your time while also making the most of it. And okay, those are kind of synonyms, I would say, but um, you yeah i mean I, I vivian and jan already made like a, a really crucial point you want to get ahead as much as possible um sometimes you'll have like questions and that's okay because you'll you'll have their email you'll have their communication and i would say it's much more beneficial for you to uh, reach out even if your research hasn't started and just ask them to clarify something maybe like you wanted to get some preliminary background research done on something or maybe it's an internship and you wanted to learn more about what you'll be doing in the next few months it's always beneficial for you to reach out like even if even if you think um, it might be somewhat unnecessary as long as it's not like something they've already addressed or something that's common sense they'll get to know you over time and when they see your name uh, on an email or you happen to call them it's 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 going to be a plus factor for you so uh okay so back to like making the most of your time uh managing the time it's probably one of the hardest things in the internship besides actually getting into the internship for me at least because you'll you'll have so many other things going you'll have school you'll just have your personal life you may be another um, extracurricular activities, you may be in sports, all these things will add up. And when you have like this research program that's kind of like required, you have to do it, but it's not school, so you're not getting a grade for it. It can seem hard to manage your time and just make the most of it. 
So I, I, I haven't really gone through that many internships. I just know the application process a little bit um, and getting into certain programs. So I would probably leave that open for you guys to talk about. That's what, that's what I would say. I would say that if you're like looking for a good way to balance your time, I think the very first um, place that, you know, you should start thinking about that is like from the very beginning, you know, before you're even, like when you're looking for places to apply to, oftentimes, at least for me, when I've applied for internships, I've seen that um, a lot of places, you know, they have a little description, uh, a lot of applications have a little description on some section somewhere on the application where they say that, you know, this is for, this is, this is how many hours are required of you during this internship, or you'll be working from X to X. And so they'll usually tell you how much time is required. And so I think it's very important that you're having that understanding before you apply, because it is going to not reflect too well, you know, if you say you get the internship and then you say, hey, I have school, so I can't do this or whatever, because usually that information is provided. So I would say be really careful about finding out how much time is required and only then apply. And let's say you do apply um, and you get an internship. Well, then what I would do in that case is, you know, an internship is a pretty big, as for a high school student, I would say it's one of the most important extracurriculars you can get. So you should give it, I would say personally, the same amount of priority you're giving like a sport. You should be able, ready to commit a lot of time to that, even if you have a lot of school, because remember that you made the choice to apply for it. So then you need to be also be ready to make the choice to commit that time, that time to it. And sure, there, there might be no consequences if you don't do it, but it looks better for you if you've done more in that position, because you're going to be referencing this in your resume most definitely because it's a research position or internship position. And as a high school student, that's really important. So if you have that data or what have you done, uh, it'll help a lot. But if you don't, then I don't see a point of, you know, recruiters looking at it as an important aspect of your application. I think that's a, a lot about applying for college or just finding your passion and exploring those those things um, is that you'll you'll have the things that like like school you'll have scores and those things do matter if you do poorly and you know colleges might notice that but then there's extracurriculars and specifically research and internships if you don't do something it won't like be the end of the world versus like um, a really poor test score or something like that, which also isn't the end of the world, but it's just something that at first may seem minor, but really it's not about like the, the fact that there's no consequences. It's the fact that you won't have gained anything. You would have wasted all that time and you didn't take away the biggest benefit of the program, which was, you know, not only gaining that experience, but just having other things to put on your resume and get involvement. I mean, all these, all these activities are really um, about what can you take away from it. The programs can provide you with as many resources as possible, but it's the work you put in. It's the benefits that you try to take out of it and that you try to apply back into the program. And that's what will help you the most. Those, those test scores will be really important as well. So try to keep them up, but it's it's really about the benefits that you can try to, I guess, squeeze out of these opportunities as much as possible. And definitely making the connections with your other uh, peers 
and probably even professors or your bosses too, if they can get you a letter of recommendation, then it might be a really great opportunity to present yourself out there. So now we'll be discussing our own experiences looking and experiencing internships and research positions. For me, what got me started into looking for these positions is um, during February last year when I was a sophomore, I realized that my extracurriculars were pretty weak in comparison to uh, gen general, like other people. So I started looking for what kind of positions I could get, especially because back then I was really interested in like psychology and neuroscience and that kind of stuff. So I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to like look for research because that's what, that's what like psych students do. So I just started looking online, like on Google and stuff, searching up, you know, what colleges have this program, what colleges have, you know, research. And there's a lot of resources online for finding summer programs as well. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, research program, but I just like compiled the list of all of them and saw what I need. So the program I applied to was at UCSD. And what they needed was obviously an application, a resume, a cover letter, and recommended a LinkedIn. Okay, so for me, once I got my application together, um, then I, I just, I sent it in, uh, and then it was like all about the interview. For me, I, as I kind of hinted at before, I get more stressed, like a lot more stressed on interviews rather than just application because for, I think it's a, a vast majority of the population, uh, we, we have time to craft the responses for applications. Interviews, it's all kind of on the spot. You, you can do some predicting beforehand, get to know more of their um, mission and just, again, try to do some um, name, like name dropping during the interview. But in the end, like the interview is like, are you having a good day on that interview? Like for me, it was, it's all about your mood and your attitude. So if I'm not having a great day, then the interview might not go that great. Um, so that's the thing that I would say like stresses me out the most. Like the night before, I really want to make sure I have a, a, the best possible sleep. And, and this was an internship that was offered to me after attending a pre-med summer program at a university. So it was something that like I, I wanted to do because I was already familiar with the people, which was kind of an advantage for me. But at the same time, I still wanted to have a really solid interview. So I guess the way I sort of went about the interview was I, I mean, I looked up everything possible about, um, about their program, about the internship that I would be doing, which was basically it, it was not like a research, it's not really a research opportunity. It's more about um, building a relationship between that university and your high school and kind of acting as like the liaison. Maybe that's not the right terminology, but like acting as a, as a communication point between everything for like their different programs that they offer to high school students. And then after I had um, 
like looked up everything about the organization um, and just make sure that I could try to prove that I was a good fit after already knowing that I really wanted to be a part of the organization. Uh, then there's not really much else I could do. The interview went pretty well. I luckily had like a, a, an interviewer that kind of like allowed me to take time to all the questions and always kept like asking me if I had questions. That kind of scared me because I'm like, am I not asking enough questions? But that's one of the things I also tried to do a lot during the interview was making sure that you ask um, as many questions as possible, as long as they're not obvious things, of course. Um, and always at the end when they ask, oh, do you have any questions for us? To me, I almost consider that a question. Like I rephrase it in my mind to what questions do you have? What, what questions do I have for the interviewer? So um, after the interview, I mean, the, the actual uh, acceptance was, um, you know, it's always like satisfying once you get the acceptance, but I'm actually in the midway of like doing the internship. So I can't talk as much about the actual experience, but maybe one of you guys can. Um, once you get accepted into an internship program, especially if it's a research-based internship, it's really important to, like I said before, um, do lots of research on your own so that once it starts, you already know what's going on because in my personal experience, we only had one month to complete an elaborate research project. And um, we were working like constantly on the project because there were so many aspects to consider and it was very complex. And the research I did prior to the internship really helped. And also it is when you have such a small um, window of time to complete such an elaborate project, it is really important to set yourself deadlines for certain things because and then also leave an extra week or two just in case something goes wrong because for my personal experience i entered for Na interned for nasa and um, essentially we were creating a prototype for a um air uh, sterilization system that would be connected to the current iss air filtration system using uvc and two a week before um, we had to present, there's a problem with our prototype, but we were able to fix it just because we managed our time that would be done a week ahead. So that's really important. And also, if you're working with a group of people, it is just really important to get to know your group and to form connections with them because it'll be much easier to work with them especially if it's like online and you can't really see each other in person you really have to find ways to um get to know each other because that will make the research project process or the the internship in general just better and it'll make it more fun so i think that's a good place to end it this has been ender stem talks episode two internships and research experiences make sure you guys tune in for our next episode on AP classes in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.